Hello and welcome to the fairest of the fair legends of Philadelphia. <laughs> We're your host. I'm Tony. Misunderstood Trove. This is my schoolyard chum, Johnny. Misinformed Zito. <laughs> Joining us on engineering duties is Brian. Mistaken. Nice. You may be wondering. <laughs> what, what did you think is the biggest problem facing young people today? Oh, these are rough. These are hard questions. This is this is a different. This, we well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, do you know I have a lifestyle brand, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in jokes and comfort and podcasts and swimsuit competitions. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of times, customers will ask us, "Can I wear socks and sandals with this evening gown?" Or they want to know wow. if they can parallel park in the talent contest. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. That was that was good. We had, that was my second my second take. I'm all over the place this week, uh, as as Beerman and as Zito tell know. everybody, <laughs> get it my off next, your chest. Tell everybody my next door neighbor, get it off my chest. My next door neighbor had a um, an electrical fire, and uh, and um, me and my family are displaced from our <laughs> home, and um, it also knocked out our electric in our basement that. Um, caused our basement freezer that we have filled with like a hundred pounds of meat <laughs> <laughs> went, <laughs> went rancid and um i don't know what's worse smelling is the is the <laughs> i everyone's safe everyone's oh safe, my I guess god and laugh about it, but it just smells, your house it smells like my, it's just, our house is smoke. just like our house is just uh is not a place where you can live so we meet we're we're a band on the run. You're actually uh, you're recording this <laughs> podcast from under I-95 right now. And luckily for everyone, I'm I'm coping with this by making jokes. So I'm going to be extra funny today. <laughs> <laughs> you and your family have to recreate Band on the Run, the picture where they're yeah, all you're yeah. all against yeah. the wall. Yes, we're going to grow mullets. There's a, there's a spotlight on Stella. Mm-hmm. And ham, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. all. You guys are like, what? <laughs> yeah, and like, it's not the coolest Paul. It's not the coolest look for Paul, but it's definitely one of his best musically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Ham on the definitely. run. But but everyone should check your if you have knob, if you have knob and tube electric in your, uh, in your home. What is that exactly? What is not, what is it? It's it's uh, um. Well, there's like modern version of like the way like your house is wired, okay. um, and there's a ye old time version of it. It's like somewhere between Thomas Edison and what we have now, and it's not. <laughs> it's like the it's like the electrical the houses in South Philly were built yeah. with okay. the original, you know, um, the night, the original nineteen twenties electric. electric. Um, wow. Yeah, I, uh, I I I'm, you know, I I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's like kind of the deal. Um, wow, this sucks. Uh, yeah, it does suck. Um, I and I. We've recorded the Melrose episode, and I was still kind of dealing with it, and not even believing or understanding how uh, how, how terrible it is. Uh, but now I fully understand. So <laughs> if I sound now you're in it, like I'm in my, if I sound like I'm in my mom's basement, it's because I am. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you want some snacks? Anthony, yes. You want some fingy sandwiches? Has the amount of pasta you eat gone up percentage wise? A thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. 
Your mom puts it on everything like uh, like a seasoning. Just sp- sprinkle spaghetti on on things. <laughs> it's definitely funny. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> other people's other people's m- misery and hardship. Hilarious. Yes, I know. Yes, my my enemies are all high fiving each other yet again. <laughs> your enemies. <laughs> all the people on your enemies list. <laughs> all all. <laughs> Everyone, everyone whose shit list I'm on, they're like crossing me off. <laughs> Elvis, Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> like, Jimmy Hoffa. Like, Nixon. <laughs> yep, they're crossing me off. I got, I got what I was, I got what was coming to me. <laughs> Man, that, uh, that's crazy, and that yeah, sucks. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry to see you go through this. Everyone is. So everyone, if you see Tony Trove out there, everybody, be extra nice to him. He needs it. Yeah, be extra nice to me, which reminds me, we are open Thursday through Sundays <laughs> 12 to 5 for pickups. <laughs> I guess the website's always open for deliveries. It's always it's, open. The website is 24-7 for, for, all the, for all the non-Adelphians these days. Have it sent to you, even if you do live in the city. It's easier. Use the postal service. Splurge. Wonderful service. You Splurge. earned it. Buy some stamps. Buy some stamps. <laughs> Support your local post office. <laughs> I bought the Shell Silverstein stamps recently. What? <laughs> they have Shell Silverstein stamps now. Yeah, I just bought. What's I just on bought it? Them. Covers but they're like books. they're they're his dirty ones. Like uh, they're like, his yeah, dirty ones. They're like, not his yeah. his kids ones. My 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 wife collects <laughs> stamps, and I I used one of her Star Trek commemorative stamps a couple of weeks Why ago. Why would you do that? Uh, I just thought they were the stamps. I just thought that what? that was the stamps we were using. You right sent me that postcard with Sulu, and that now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. No, she was sense. mad. I used all the Sulus <laughs> first. He's my favorite. Why would you Here do you that? Know. Cause he's my favorite. I like him the best. No, but why? Then why would you use it? You should save it and cherish it and kiss no, it before no. you go go to sleep. You send it to others, though. You know, it's part. No, of it's the first one I wanted to use. I had to use it. Was it in I, like a glass case or something? And you like punched <laughs> it, and you're like, "How did I, I know? To, How was I supposed I, to know?" It was. <laughs> well, I didn't know why this laser grid was it's here. The, the Enterprise is printed upside down. They're very, very <laughs> the <good>. inverted Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> you make a lot of stamp jokes for uh, for a Philadelphia <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but no more than any your average history podcast. We're definitely on yeah, par probably for less, probably less <laughs> by by ratio. Probably less. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I know we're a little bit away from the intro, but all of that uh, Miss America stuff is because we're talking about the fourth Miss America pageant. It was held in Atlantic City, New Jersey, on Saturday, September sixth, nineteen twenty four. And Ruth Mackelson uh, competed as Miss Philadelphia, and she came in first place in a field of 83 entrants, the largest number of competitors in contest history. Damn. Still? We, yeah. Yeah. So the biggest ever. Wow. And we noticed the photo of Ruth circulating the interwebs this week uh, in her Miss Philly sash. She has like a Miss Philadelphia sash. And we thought it was as good a time as any uh, that we got to know Miss America 1924. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this photo. Uh, it, it was all over the internet this week for some reason. It's because it's kind of like a weird photo, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, she's kind of like a mess, right? Yeah, she looks like a mess, and she's wearing a Miss Philadelphia sash. And it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess she kind of is. She does look like a Miss Philadelphia. 
Well, she had to take the bus to the uh, pageant. So, <laughs> Which one is it? This one? I've never seen no, this. No, no, that's a it's that's a good this? photo. Yeah, I haven't seen no, it, so well, I'm looking. Beerman's it looking for one? the photo. Oh. And, I mean, it's, it'll it's probably like, be our cover uh, code image. You know. No, it's like a, you're finding all the nice pictures of her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had never heard of this, so this is all. This is this is one of those episodes where I don't. I'm. Just, I just sit back and, and. It's just like on the internet. Like you just come. It's like like the guy like the first selfie photo. Like you ever see that picture? It's like it, it's from Philadelphia. That's a, fir- like, that's a Philadelphian like, thing too. Yeah. I don't. I, maybe I'm just like in so many groups that share like like old timey photos you see the same ones over and over again you know yeah and uh like this is one of them i'm telling you like the first selfie and they're all philly pictures yeah i saw this this week alone i saw this on instagram i saw it on reddit twice posted by two different accounts uh and uh, i saw it come up randomly in my search history while searching for something else entirely uh about atlantic city so it's just one of those things where it's in the ephemera it pops up from from time to time and uh, it was in my face this week, and I thought maybe it was the anniversary or so of something, but it isn't. It just <laughs> it was just randomly on people's minds. So you know what else? You know what actually has been making the rounds like that picture. It's like um, it's like a guy about to rob a Dunkin' Donuts and he's stretching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw that picture's been like making the rounds again. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. These things are cyclical. Every once in a while they just pop up, and now next time this photo of Ruth uh, Malcolmson pops up will be you'll be able to say oh i know all about this lady and yeah I, I know about this i heard a podcast about i it. heard a podcast about it full of half truths <laughs> are you guys are you guys big on pageants have you guys been to or or watched or seen a miss america pageant I, isn't it like isn't it sexist to even have this con we're doing this episode i mean what is this i i think uh having three white guys <laughs> judge women is definitely in keeping with pageants it's <laughs> in the what is what is the what is miss america like what is i don't yeah i don't i don't know well i also expected to come at it from a place of that but when it was in 19 in the 1920s when it was first started up and we'll get into the history of it but it was kind of also like seen as a rebellious thing Uh, women were getting arrested for wearing uh, one-piece bathing suits in 1907 and in, in 1917 down the shore. Uh, so uh, this was this bathing review at, that the that the uh, contest started out as is is kind of like an act of rebellion. It's kind of like a burning your bras. So oh, okay, interesting. What is progressive in 1970? 1917 all right, all right. is regressive in 1950 by 1955 even. You know. Then continue. Then continue. Yeah, but I know you guys are familiar with the Miss America. So, or yeah, the Miss America song. I've I've heard you yeah, both sing it independently. Yeah, we were. I was. Just, I sang it today. Walking in the street. I wrote new lyrics to it. Even the intro. <laughs> Where is she at? There she is. <laughs> oh, I'm not a big pageant guy. I just made up my own words. I I got my I own know. remix. But I know it from pop culture. I know from pop culture. It's part of Atlantic City. Trove watches like like Linux. this is the Miss America pageant, but Trove watches like it's the Miss Vermont regionals. I gotta watch this. <laughs> Boo! It's the semifinals. Boo! There's like eighty. He wants the there. weak. He wants the weaker competitors to win, so Miss Pennsylvania has a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I. 
But you know, he always gets he always gets the Miss America pool right. He wins the he wins our pool every year. His bracket. His bracket always. Wins. It's like March Madness. He he can't stop betting. What is your fantasy, Miss America? Miss Illinois is a lock, baby. A lock. She's a lock. <laughs> She's a lock, baby. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah. Miss, Miss America as a sporting competition. I guess that's how we're coming at it. <laughs> I guess it's like it was like the rise of Atlantic City. Too. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's definitely a lot to digest. Yeah. yeah. Back then. So Miss America is an annual competition that is open to women from the United States between the ages of 17 and 25. Originating in 1921 as a bathing beauty review, the contest is now judged on competitors' talent, performance, and interviews. As of 2018, there is no longer a swimsuit portion to the contest or consideration of physical appearance. What? Why? <laughs> what, is, what is this? These are the these are the <laughs> rules of uh, Miss America now. You got to be like really good at the flute, or you got to be like really good at singing in order to win. Now you got to like blow them away in the talent competition. Okay, I mean you have to just be like a, like a like a uh, a superhuman, I guess. Yeah, I think the other thing too is is they're all competing for like. Can you be short? No, the one thing you can't be is short. No. What? No, no, you can be short. They're not this supposed is... to take your physical appearance into consideration anymore. Now you're supposed to be like it's like an application for a scholarship. But who would even compete? Why would you? Who even enters competitions like this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And we're not going to answer that question today. We don't. I don't. Okay, well, it's not my problem. It's not my problem. This is this is like the like. This is like the, just like the dog show all over again. <laughs> I don't think you're going <laughs> to... People are not going to like that comparison. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Delete that. No, well, you, we'll leave it. You, If you insist, no, we'll... No, no, no like, we'll it's leave like, it. No, it's Fine, like... we'll leave it. I don't know. It's like it's like judging It's judging something that can't be judged. Yes, I... It's ridiculous. That's the metaphor. You're like, mean. all of these women have velvety ears. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pet them all. <laughs> Such dainty paws. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's like, uh, I don't know. You can't really, it's not quantifiable. No, it's not, it's not, yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Zito, I'm not, I'm not in the Miss America. I changed, I changed. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm out. I'm, I'm against out it. Game. I'm out. I'm out. I can't. I can't. The origins of the Miss America pageant lie in the fall frolic event, which was held on September 25th, 1920 in Atlantic City. This event was designed to bring business to the boardwalk. 350 gaily decorated rolling wicker chairs were pushed along the parade route. The main attractions were the young maidens who sat in the rolling chairs, headed by Miss Ernstine Cremona. Uh, She was dressed in a white robe to represent peace, and she had like a big crown. She was the mermaid queen. That's, uh, that's, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they started pushing these things, is that where this all comes from? It comes from this event? Yes, this is. they did this. This event was uh, so successful. Yeah, this was an idea to keep people in Atlantic City after the Labor Day weekend. So this was... They should bring those back. I, they, they Push me around. Oh, those... No, so those wicker, those wicker chariot things, those are. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Miss America. So, um, uh, 
You want to add? Why would, I, add? why would I be talking about I that? Know what the chairs? <laughs> chairs. Let's get into the chairs, let's get into ma'am. the woodworking here. Ma'am, ma'am, please excuse me, ma'am. I want to talk about this chair. Ernstein, could you get up? I would like. Step aside. I want to look at that craftsmanship. Could you get up? My word, I never. This is handmade wicker. Herman Miller, I knew it. Herman Miller, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no. Spot across the room. So this event was so successful that the Businessmen's League planned to repeat it the following year as a beauty pageant or as a bather's review. The event was scheduled bather's to take place. Review? Yeah, it's like uh, it's just to get women out in their in their bathing suits and 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 judge. You them. Watch them bathe and judge them and judge them. You don't bathe right. Well, it's like you don't watch your feet enough. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Uh, this is like before World War Two. This is weird. This is 1920, uh, and now 1921. They they formalized it, and the event was scheduled to take place the weekend following Labor Day to encourage summer visitors to stay in Atlantic City. Newspapers as far west as Pittsburgh and as far south as Washington D.C. were asked to sponsor local beauty contests, and they just did it. I guess they did. Yeah, they just did it. Winners would participate in the Atlantic City contest. If the local newspapers would pay for the winner's wardrobe, the Atlantic City Businessmen's League would pay for the contestants' travel to compete at the Intercity Beauty Contest. So the idea was they the the local newspaper would be like, "Who's the prettiest girl in town?" and then they get everybody to come out for this like beauty pageant or whatever, and the prize for the beauty pageant is a trip to Atlantic City. And that's not even that's like a kind of like a shitty prize it's not a great prize but back then it was probably a great prize <laughs> oh okay right. it's not like they're putting you on the casino bus it's a uh, probably involves now uh, it's a threat i mean if you're now it's a threat <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you to i'll send you to atlantic city to play penny slots so fast your head'll spin <laughs> That's how my mom used to threaten right, me. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get a, I'm just trying to get the vibe of like what this what this these newspapers this racket was these newspapers this beauty racket? contests they were like send us a photo of yourself so they were just like a bunch of like pervs collecting photos of of women they didn't they didn't like rent out the Sheridan or something and, and <laughs> have a song for the Miss Philadelphia competition they were they were all hosted by the newspaper mailing them in and the idea was that what would make Atlantic City's beauty contest contest special was that it would be an in-person live event. Previously, all these kinds of things had just been done in the newspaper. You can see the ladies. You can see them. Live girls. That's the promise. This is, this is quite quite the scheme. Yeah, I know, right? It's just, was it was like a handful of people behind this? Yes, it's mostly the brainchild of Atlantic City Businessmen's League. And I, if I've I've watched Boardwalk yeah. Empire once, so uh, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty confident in saying they were. So you're pretty much an expert. They're you're all. Much, what about Monopoly? They were, they were all gangsters, <laughs> and this was just like another way to uh, you know provide entertainment and keep people uh, in their their saloons and things like that. And it was just one of, and I'm sure it turned into a, a scam at some point or or whatever. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, but I I imagine before it was legitimized. It did was, you watch Did you watch that that um that that 
the Polka King of Pennsylvania, and he 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 got his wife into a beauty competition, and he paid off the judges for her to win. Yes, yeah. Some I do remember that. I kind of thought that, I kind of think that's beautiful. Well, it proves how much he loves her. <laughs> loves her, right? He didn't just buy her some <laughs> ring. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I can imagine some of these things might be uh, influenced. There's just one example. On September 8th, 1921, 100,000 people gathered at the boardwalk to watch the contestants from Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, Ocean City, Camden, Newark, New York City, and Philadelphia. The pageant included a beauty contest and a bather's review. Out of the nine contestants, the two frontrunners were Virginia Lee and Margaret Gorman. So I think a beauty contest is judged by the... By, the, by a panel of judges. There's, like, professional artists there, so they hired, like, artists? people whose job it is to... Yeah, the people whose job it is to sculpt yeah, like or draw. No, no, but Norman Rockwell was there the second year. Norman wow, Rockwell was what? there. Wow, really? Yeah. He was a judge on the, in the second year. Uh, so they hire artists, people who are that known le- for, for drawing or sculpting the female form, and then they were supposed to be the judges. And then the bather's review is kind of like the audience... Uh, it's kind of like the, the, the audience favorite, the audience award. It's like the pe- People's You're, Choice Award. You, you, people's you Choice. You said one celebrity, one celebrity judge, me and Beerman are instantly impressed. Norman Rockwell? Well, yeah. you don't, Norman, I don't, know. I, you don't think just, of Norman Rockwell is ju- yeah. judging beauty contests, right? Why would yeah, Norman Rockwell judge? You're like little boys and like fire trucks and dogs, and he's just like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hit on these ladies. Nor- Norman Rockwell, Norman getting Rockwell. busy all day. What a creep. Straight up creep. A conflict ensued when the judges disqualified 22-year-old Virginia Lee at the last minute because she was deemed to be a professional rather than an amateur like the other contestants due to the fact that she was, one, a working actress, two, married, and three, a friend of the competition's chief judge. Well, I don't know. What does married have to do with anything? I don't know. I I don't know. I guess uh I guess the judges decided that we should disqualify her from showing herself off. I'm sure it has something to do with misogyny. It it's, it certainly has nothing no, to do with her. No, I just no. I don't. It's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> there must have been some rule. It's like hockey. It's like it's like the icing rule in hockey. Nobody really understands why they don't have to be married. <laughs> I can't. I can't explain it. <laughs> She's married, so she's out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems weird. Well, the friend of the competition chief judge definitely... The conflict of interest, I guess. I don't know. That seems like a real reason. Yeah, that means either the judge has to bail or she has to the bail. Judge, yeah. The judge should have stepped aside. Yeah, he shouldn't have cost her the, the chance to win. But I don't... That judge probably didn't care. No, he's some dude in 1920. There's no way he's going to do anything for a woman. He's, uh... <laughs> right, right, right. So 16-year-old winner from Washington, D.C., Margaret Gorman, won $100, was crowned the Golden Mermaid, and given a Golden Mermaid trophy said to be worth $5,000. But it was a loan. She had to return it the following year. It's like the Stanley Cup. they got to uh, give it back. Uh, can you drink out of it? No, but that would be awesome. No. Um, I looked up a picture of it. There's a couple of photos of, uh, of the winners posing with it. It seems pretty large. It's, uh, I don't know, I want to say about they still three use feet it? long. 
No, I don't think so. This was like only for the first seven to ten years or so that they they used this uh, huh. this golden mermaid statue, and it's because it's an outgrowth of the original frolic event where they uh, where they were celebrating, you know, with people dressed up as Neptune and mermaids and things like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's just an outgrowth of that. $100 in 1920 is worth $1,461.48 today. All right, not not bad for a uh, <laughs> a bar promo, right? Yeah, essentially, right? That's what's going on here. Uh, but uh, Miss Gorman was not technically Miss America yet. Herb Test, a newspaper man from Atlantic City, later coined the term Miss America to refer to the winner in promotion of the next year's contest. So... Uh, Margaret Gorman was the Golden Mermaid when she won, and it wasn't until they were gearing up for the next year's competition where the term uh, Miss America came from, where they were like, uh, who will be the next Miss America? And thereby retroactively making Margaret Gorman Miss America. Miss America, but they didn't promote it. Like They came up with that after. They came up with that while she was already uh, already, ha- already had the mermaid champion. crown. Yeah. Golden yeah. Mermaid sounds way cooler. I'm with Beerman. It kind of does. Can I be Gold Mermaid? <laughs> I'm going to run and be the judge. We actually already, means it actually already call you that. The Golden <laughs> That's Mermaid. What we call you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're very fast in the water. You're, you're saved in our phone as that. You're very graceful. <laughs> you cut through the water elegantly. And gold, that gold crown. And I crown think you I earned that nickname. And, and Mm-hmm. And that seashell, uh, <laughs> seashell bra I wear. The seashell top. <laughs> top, it's a top. I was going to call it, but it's a top. I wear it as a top. <laughs> In 1924, the Miss America pageant was held at the Atlantic City's Million Dollar Pier. The Million Dollar Pier was built by Captain John L. Young in partnership with Kennedy Crisan, a builder from Philadelphia. In 1906, Young announced that he was going to build a new pier at the cost of $1 million on Arkansas Avenue. The new pier opened as Young's Million Dollar Pier on July 26, 1906, with a length of, at a length of 1,900 feet. Should I see how much the $1 million pier is worth is today? See how much 1,900 feet was oh, back in 1906. <laughs> <laughs> well, the universe is always expanding, so it was bound That's to be what less. That's I'm saying. Ha, ha, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some Monopoly shit. Yeah, it is. I mean, even Arkansas Avenue, referencing Arkansas Avenue. We're going to have to do a Monopoly episode. I demand it. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> the thing of them giving you $50 because you want a beauty pageant, that's like, oh, that was a, that's like a half too, right? truth. Yeah. That was like, if they gave you $100, then it's like, eh, that's not, that's not, that's pretty close. Well, Miss Atlantic City won $50. Miss America, Miss, yeah, Miss, uh, right. Miss America won, won $100. But it doesn't say what's beauty pageant, I don't think. I think it just says you won a beauty pageant. I guess that's true. It's not explicitly Atlantic City in the game. It's but, just a beauty But version. it's like, it's based on that, probably. Right? That would be my, yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, we'll have to do an episode on Monopoly to find out. Tune oh. in. 
possibly <laughs> possibly <laughs> next week. <laughs> next the episode is is us playing one game of Monopoly over Skype, and it takes four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I always get boardwalk, and I always build a hotel. So you guys are gonna be cleaned out real fast. I only I need to play IRL. I'm not gonna play like digital because I. Fast hands, let's just say. <laughs> you're always you're always stealing one dollar from the bank. Yeah, just mm-hmm. one. Don't let this guy be mm-hmm. a banker. So nobody notices. Yeah, house it must rules. Be like, oh, I got lost rules. in the couch, or, or the dog ate it. There's not. We're missing two dollars. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just play. But then it's like he wins by two dollars. Oldest monopoly scam in the book, dude. Yeah, the iron strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Beerman, did you look up how much a million dollars was in 1906? No. Okay, well, moving on. The Million Dollar Pier had what was claimed to be the world's largest ballroom, as well as a Hippodrome Theater with 4,000 seats. Hippodrome. Exhibit Hall. What I think it's the world's largest balls. <laughs> the Million Dollar Pier had what was claimed to be the world's largest ballroom at the time, as well as a Hippodrome Theater with 4,000 seats, Exhibit Hall, Greek Temple, Aquarium, and Roller Skating Rink. In 1908, Young built a mansion on the end of the pier for himself, with the address as Number One Atlantic Ocean. Wow. Baller move. During its early decades, the pier also hosted many conventions and events, including dance marathons, circus, vaudeville acts, orchestras, movies, and the Miss America pageant. Historic. Historic indeed. Um, there's still some version of this there. It isn't the same pier, but it was like rebuilt over and over again. It's got a different name now. The festivities opened with uh, Father Neptune and his attendant mermaids, the contestants, arriving on a shell barge to train whistles, church <laughs> bells, and cheering crowds. That's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy dressed up as Neptune. and I he's... like the nautical theme. Yeah. yeah. They should bring that back, because who gives a fuck about the Miss You think America Atlantic Party? City should just, embrace just it? Have it be like, just have it be like, have them dress up like, like shit. I don't know. Why not? Who cares? Make it sillier. Make it more like the Mummers Parade is what you're saying. No, I don't know about that. All the contestants <laughs> should have to make their own cardboard <laughs> costumes and feather back pieces. If they made their own costumes? They probably did make their own costumes, right? Back then they know. did, yeah. Yeah, back then. New Jersey had passed laws that determined what was acceptable beachwear in 1921, so police officers measured the hems of the contestants to be sure their suits were long enough for the parade. Wow. the cops were there. Wow, what a gig. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. So Mary Catherine Campbell uh, had won the Miss America title in 1922 and 1923, and in 1924, Campbell was looking for the hat trick. Oh, and they dude, told her that if she P, won, they were going to make her a P, special trophy that she too could beautiful. keep. Too hmm. beautiful. Damn. So normally they have to give back the trophy, but she would get one to keep. She would she would get like a a, a lifetime achievement or something. Oh, uh, because because like yeah, if I if I just keep it all the time. Yeah, if I'm the three Peter. I want three and crowns, the, and then I wear them. Mm-hmm. I got three crowns all at once. One oh, on top of the other. Geez. This hurts my neck. She so comes bad. in like a wrestler. She's got them on her arms. She's got her. She got them on her arms like Triple H or, <laughs> or Stone Cold. Kissing She's them. just wearing two on each arm. The champ sounds, is here. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. She was a shit talker too, Mary Catherine Campbell. Oh uh, yeah, it was all about it was all about swag back then. <laughs> 
but Ruth Malcolmson competing as Miss Philadelphia came to win. Malcolmson, a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, was a crowd favorite in the 1923 contest, but she wanted to take the top prize this year. Malcolmson had just graduated high school in June. She was working as a choir singer after winning Miss Philadelphia and Miss Pennsylvania titles in the same year. What do you do, like... All right, so, you, so, so you're in the 1923 pageant, and you'll lose, and you're like, I gotta win this year, but I gotta get cuter somehow. Like, how, So what, what do you do to get cuter? Well, that's interesting. You, like, play with, like, cartoon birds or something? <laughs> right, like guess, Snow White? It's, yeah. Or, well, it's all relative, really, you know? Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> do, do, do I have to befriend more, more animals? What do I gotta do? I don't know exactly what what she came back with that made her think she could win, but it looks like it looks like her first she first tried out for she she came up through the ranks Philadelphia Pennsylvania and then the Miss America contest. So maybe it's like in boxing where she was a contender. People were like, uh, you know, if if Mary Catherine Campbell doesn't bring it this year, Ruth Malcolmson is gonna wipe the floor with her. She's on you know her heels, I mean? like, dude. She's whip, nipping on her heels. And then they're saying Mary Catherine Campbell is getting older, and Ruth Malcolmson is still in her prime, and it's she's due. It's her year, you know. They're they're. I, I know it sounds. And they make them box. They made them box back then. That was what was crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Foxy boxing. That's what they called it. Yep. Bare knuckle. Bare knuckle foxy boxing. <laughs> That's awful. So you might have seen Malcolmson's photo shared online. We talked about it at the beginning of this episode. It's probably the uh, the visual uh, photo that we use to promote this episode. And uh, her unique frizzy hairdo and Miss Philly pageant sash have provided hilarious memes for many Philadelphia content makers over the years. But uh, I'm here to ruin the joke. Her hair is supposed to look that way. It is uh, intentional. But- <laughs> I don't know. There's something very authentic about her. She, looks, she hangs out at Ray's. <laughs> <laughs> she did, right? Ray's was open back then. We covered it. Right. <laughs> she she sings karaoke on Friday nights. She karaoke at Ray's. <laughs> she knows how to sing 99 Luft Balloons in German. That's all. <laughs> She's there a lot. <laughs> it's a. It was a polka back then. It's an old polka. Song. <laughs> Uh, so this uh, this style is called the Gibson Girl Bun, and it's based on ink drawings of women done by an American artist named Charles Gibson beginning in the 1890s. Gibson Girl was uh, meant to personify the ideal American beauty of that era, and her hairstyle is soft and very poofy with a bun at the top and ringlets and tendrils and waves, and it's supposed to be all, all messy and, and look earthy, I guess. It's, uh, it's big, it's frizzy, it's been backcombed and heat-treated, and that much volume isn't natural in her hair, and it, it, so it has to be added. And that was rough on the follicles without modern product. So that was the style. That's what it looks like. The style of the times. That was the style of the time. This was the style of the time. Her hair was probably an asset in the pageant, Malcolmson was one of the few finalists in the competition not sporting a flapper-style bob cut, which probably made her stand out. 
if you look at other photos from the mm. event, it's she's the woman with long hair, and everyone else is doing a, the very trendy, you know, flapper lengths to the shoulder, to the ears, and uh, uh, Mackelson is kind of appealing to an older style. She's reaching back, and the judges, who I'm sure are older or middle-aged men, are like, yeah, just just the way I like it. Back back how girls looked when I was young, and uh, <laughs> it helped her stick out. It helped her stand out in the crowd. Flappers are out. Flappers are 1923. Everybody knows this. <laughs> Flappers are the are the, are the past. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. That was the first time somebody said that. That was the first. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is such an informative podcast. <laughs> so the judging of the 1924 contest proved the most grueling of all the previous years with a crowd of 15,000 people awaiting their verdict. A panel a lot of, people. of judges was deadlocked. A lot of people. There was like nothing on te- television or uh... And they're waiting around for <laughs> 5 hours. Wow. They're waiting around for a result for five Everybody's like hours. drinking whiskey or whatever. And just, just getting <laughs> drunker and rowdier the whole time. Yeah. Calling the contestants forward time and time again, the judges resorted to personally measuring their figures, including finger size and in-step shape. What? Yeah. Finally, Why? after five hours of deliberation, Ruth Mackelson won first prize. I guess they were trying to determine, like, who's the most petite, who's the most this, who's the whatever their ideal. Well, which one is better than the other? Well, <laughs> of course. Of is what I'm yeah. saying. Yes, it's all, it's we all, can say that. Yeah, it's weird. We can say that from this vantage point. We understand that, you know, all women are beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone's special. But uh, Everybody's fingers are spaced the right way. Yeah, in 1924, though, at the height of the eugenics movement, of people being like, genetic superiority, your finger length really matters. There's people measuring craniums. They're like, Catherine Campbell could never win. She's got the head of a stagecoach driver. Like, there's. That's a good point. That's a good point. Stagecoach drivers could. They could never be Miss America. Are you crazy? You have the, the flat headpan of an undertaker. You can't be Miss America. Your brain pan could never. So they're out here measuring finger down to the finger, trying to figure out which one of these women truly deserves to be called Miss America. By the fourth year, they're taking themselves mighty seriously. And these are all white ladies. I'm gonna gonna assume. Yeah, I didn't even see the thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big swing here, and uh, take a big risk. Yeah, you can bet on that. Uh, And all the judges were white, and uh, everyone on the boardwalk was white. They. This is a super white affair. So Malcolmson took home the Golden Mermaid Trophy, a $100 cash prize, and a Rickenbacker car presented to her by heavyweight boxing champion Jack Dempsey. Wow. Jack Dempsey, wow. So like I said, this is a big celebrity affair by this point. Yeah. The wives of the pageant judges hosted Malcolmson at the beach the next day to celebrate her victory. After her coronation, she was chauffeured back to Philadelphia for dinner with the mayor. Wow. Wow. Ed Rendell. (laughs) 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 Yep. Yep. And her Rickenbacker. (laughs) There's a picture of her posing with uh, Jack Dempsey in front of the Rickenbacker, and she's, uh, they're like, they're like holding up their fists to one another, like they're gonna, uh, like they're gonna fight. Mm. That was real though. They're about to throw down. What do you think they ate? Dodo. 
Back then, yeah. Nothing yeah. but Dodo. What if Dodo was like the tastiest bird? And we, uh, we'll never know. Well, it probably was. That's why they hunted it to extinction. It's oh. like they, they ate them all. They ate them all. It's like what's going to happen with salmon? They're just going to. They're going to. If they could have factory farmed the dodo, they would have. People would be like, "This do- dodo isn't naturally green. They die at that because cause that's that's what people want." <laughs> Doesn't really look like that when you factory farm it. Mackelson spent most of her year around Philadelphia visiting schools, hospitals, and senior centers. As Miss America, Ruth earned almost $100,000 in appearance fees, more than Babe Ruth's annual income. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she's only Miss America one year, and Babe Ruth is doing that, you know, year over year. But not Not, bad. Not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. Yeah, not bad. And uh, this is before uh, national travel was uh, easy enough to manage. So she did most of her media appearances in Philadelphia and New York. Uh, they wrote about her a lot in The New Yorker and uh, The Atlantic. And uh, this is about the time when being Miss America started to mean something, I guess. It wasn't just a local uh, competition. It had been in these newspapers year after year, and this is the fourth year. And so like people were paying attention and... It was catching on. So she really got to enjoy that celebrity. And uh, while she wasn't the first one to win, she was the first one who got to wield that kind of celebrity power of Miss America, even in its its nascent form. Yeah. Malcolmson decided not to defend her title due to her belief that too many professional models were entering the intercity competition. Uh, a Hollywood film to be shot around the 1925 pageant seemed in bad taste to her. Malcolmson's decision drew controversy in the press and began false speculation that the pageant wasn't on the up and up. The pageant committee quickly instituted a new rule that no Miss America could return to competition, so Malcolmson's absence could be easily explained. Wow, but then that bur- that burns the, the bridge, though, for everybody, right? Yeah, so the only person who ever got to repeat was the, was the woman Campbell, who came in the second time and the third time she won both. So they've never changed it? <clears throat> nope. See, I feel like they should they should keep that, and it's like Jeopardy, and people like it's like the streak, it's like the Undertaker losing at WrestleMania. It'll never happen, <laughs> and people people have it for years, dude. And people will pay to see it. Maybe not pay, but they'll watch it. But it's funny that that's how it began. They didn't seem to have a problem with it before this yeah. woman, before Malcolmson but was like, it's like, yeah. it's getting commercialized. It's not about local women doing this. It's about models and actresses are trying to get involved in this now. And it's a uh, it's big press. And they're they're, they're going to make a movie out of it. She's the first celebrity one. And she's saying this kind of changed everything. I'm not sure how much I support this. Uh, yeah. You know, not everybody is, is going to use this this uh, microphone, this bully pulpit properly. And so in 1925, she said, quote, the pageant show has become nothing but a commercial proposition to exploit the beauties who make their living from their good looks. What chance has an ordinary girl untrained to win a contest in which girls who have been trained to make the most of their beauty are competing, end quote. It's a burn. So she felt she felt very strongly that it should be an amateur competition. It should be like America's Got Talent or something where you find people who are working as truck drivers or, or mailmen and they have this amazing talent and uh, they should be sought out and uh, elevated for that talent and uh, 
not because they're already an actress or not because they're represented by some talent agency or destined for more entertainment jobs. Mm-hmm. In a Liberty Magazine interview, she also blasted women's groups for berating her involvement in the competition. Malcolmson hinted that the women's groups were exploiting her as much as the pageant had. Quote, The only women who didn't like Miss America were the boring grandmothers who played mahjong and sipped coffee and tea while they gossiped about how the next generation is ruining the world. End quote. Damn. Yeah, she fucking, wow. she came at them. She came for their throats. She's she from was Philly. Not... She's definitely from Philly. She... Dude. <laughs> she's, she's like, what? She took her earrings out while she said it. <laughs> Uh, For approximately five years after her win as Miss America, Malcolmson was a professional model for H. Armstrong Roberts, a professional photographer. And in 1931, she married Carl Schubel, vice president of administration at Widener University. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, They settled down and had a... uh, a long life together. Ruth's niece became Miss Pennsylvania in 1956. Oh, Her damn. grandniece became Miss Delaware in 1981. Oh, so damn. they got a bit of a, the family's a bit of a dynasty. She's like Barbaro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people dude. are going to like that comparison either. Fearing. Uh, <laughs> we can roll with it. No, you know what I mean? I, I'm just saying she, she she's got, she's got a, a, a pedigree. It's a dynasty. She's a <laughs> dynasty. Competition like, Competitions like this are weird in, in all forms. Well, at least in the horse racing, it's about who's the fastest. You know, in the in the dog competition, in the beauty contest, it's an arbitrary thing. It's like, what does Norman Rockwell think is sexy? You know? Yeah. What's Norman Rockwell's favorite dog? I, you know, I don't know. But uh, if that makes it the best dog. But uh, you just have to trust him because he's the judge that year. I guess. Same for figure skating, too. Yeah, I never enjoyed that about figure skating. I, I've, you know, it's just like, and there's always that joke about the German judge giving a low score, or the or the French judge being too forgiving. So it's like, yeah. you know, too subjective. Well, I like a time. I like well, a contest that's about time limits. <laughs> was um, was she the one who was she the one who jumped in the Atlantic Ocean? Because that's like the tradition of the winners of. Uh, of Miss America, do you think really? about that? She, mm-hmm. she well, yeah, like the winner jumps in the ocean, then, right? Yeah, she did it the next day at the um, at the beach party that the judges' wives threw her. So she had like a little uh, a coronation event, you know, the next day where there was a big party in her honor and uh, at the beach. And uh, there's some photos from that too, and she's splashing around in the surf. And uh, there's a lot of fantastic photos of Miss Philly 1924, uh, Ruth Mackelson. But uh, this one of her with the frizzy hair and the Miss Philadelphia sash are the ones that get uh, circulated because it just it has a it has a cool feel to it. Like you said, she she feels like she lives here now. She looks like she she you know rolled into karaoke on Friday night at Ray's and she killed it and she slammed a citywide and uh, she'll be back again next week. <laughs> she could still win. She could still win. Be like the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malcolmson passed away May 28th, 1988 and is interned at Arlington Cemetery in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania so and we know for a fact that's where she's buried she's not like at the Betsy Ross house or something right no mysteries no mysteries with this one <laughs> Atlantic City's weird man 
Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a crazy promotion, and it grew out of control. And then with you know reading about it further, Miss America and Amer- and, and Americana of the nineteen fifties, American exceptionalism and all, it kind of elevated this contest into something, you know, more important than it, it even more important than it felt even in the twenties. You know, like self important. I guess I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but it just kind of. It grew, outgrew its kitschiness and then kind of became cringy, I guess, in later years. And I kind of remember it from when I was a kid in the 80s, and it's like uh, Ed McMahon singing that song. And yeah, I just, think it's like the 80s version. He's like sweating real bad in front of like a pink glittery <laughs> backdrop and these poor, these poor women with their their hair done up and increasingly crazy hairdos and uh, squeezed into glittery evening gowns and... I don't know. I remember my mom watching it as a kid, but I didn't. I never. I never checked back in on it. And I guess they don't even do it in Atlantic City anymore. And it was constantly spoofed too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know it from spoofing it. Yeah, I don't think did. Do they still do it? They still do Miss America, but they. I don't know if they do it in. I don't think they do it in Atlantic City. All this like mermaid that. stuff and Neptune stuff fell away from it, and now it's like a, about Americana. It's a. It's it's about something else. It's a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone cares anymore. I changed my mind. I'm I'm back. I'm into it. I'm, I'm into back it again. Into it. I'm back into it. I'm back. It's into so it. uncool. It's cool again. It's cool it's like again. Accordions. I think things yeah. like like what what are those shows? <laughs> toddlers, it's, it's toddlers and tiaras or or whatever. Right? Is that what? Is that what? Those yeah, are? all those like child. Pa- I mean, that's a whole nother world of crazy shit. It, it, yeah, but I think that just turned people off to the pageant culture in general. What's you know, not to say that yeah. there isn't a difference between a a, a child yeah, and an well, eighteen yeah, year old the, that they can't make a decision on their own, but it's still just weird to be like, I don't know, it's just weird to judge people based on these criteria. Yeah, you know? absolutely. People love to be judged, and people love to judge people. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh... I think that's a great note to end on. Uh, that's pretty much all, all there right. is to know about Miss Philly 1924. Please check out our website, www.southphilly.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. We're at South Fellini everywhere. And uh, what, what, what would you rather see Miss America con- contestants compete for? What, should it be a race? Eating competition. Should it be an eating competition? Uh, yeah. Should it be a dance-off? We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. And we wish world peace and uh, prosperity to everyone. Nice. You can get rid of that knob and tube. <laughs>